Hey guys, so I'm super pumped to come to you today because this is not a traditional episode and I'm pretty excited about it. So if you haven't already been following along, I do a monthly series um, called Tiana and Tamara. Yes, like the 90s sitcom, Tia and Tamara, but with my girl Tiana. And I don't have an extra A in my name, so there's that. But we go live on Facebook once a month, and our intent is just to share our hearts and um, specifically give insight into some deep conversations and um, topics that often aren't discussed in church, aren't discussed in small coffee conversations or small talk with friends, and yet so incredibly important for us to just come into community with one another and understand that we're all walking through hard things. And so this conversation specifically that I'm offering up as a bonus episode on the podcast is about forgiveness and healing. And Lord knows we all need more of that in abundance in a multitude of ways. And so we dive deep here. Um, So please just come along the journey and enjoy and know that you have a sisterhood, a force, a amount of women who are alongside of you in what it is that you're going through. Um, Do not feel alone and do not feel discouraged as there is testimonial power in being vulnerable and authentic. So I hope you enjoy and I would play the Tia and Tamara soundtrack, but I think I'll save that for a little bit more of a fun conversation. All right, chat. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlene Andres. There is no better time than now to get fit. I wish you guys could see the YouTube video that I'm referring to. Who knows? Sister, sister from the 90s. Raise your hand. So good. So we are here as the the new age, about to be 20s, not the 90s, sister, sister. And I love that it is, plus a white girl, hey, <laughs> not our twin status, because clearly that's not the case, but we share a similar heartbeat and a similar mindset. And I think that overlap is exactly why we get to call each other sisters. So I'm pumped to bring this series to you guys alongside Tiana. 
hence Tia, and I'm not Tamara, even though everybody always calls my name wrong, Tamara. So Tiana and Tamara, and um, this is going to be a monthly series for you guys, and maybe just on Facebook, because <laughs> Instagram and Facebook simultaneously do not want to work for us. So we're going to figure that out. If anybody has any suggestions, please let us know. We need it. Um, but yeah, so today we're coming on with a lot of different things. Tiana, do you want to share about like sister, sister concept before I jump into the today's topic? Yes. Um, so sister, sister is born of our mutual calling and purpose to empower ladies in sisterhood. Um, we are seeing through what Tamara does with core and fit and faith and all the beautiful things and what I do through boudoir and coaching. Um, we just really believe in the power of coming and walking alongside you and encouraging you and loving you and doing this thing together because the Lord Jesus did not create us to do this alone. We are better together. Um, iron sharpens iron and we are so excited to walk with you guys. We really want you guys to be interactive with all of this. We want to hear your thoughts, your opinions, your suggestions, um, because we know that God created us to do this together and we're better together. That's so good. I love that. And Better Together is a, re a really amazing song, too. But, well, I'll play that song maybe next time in lieu of Sister, Sister, because it's so true. Um, but so when we were talking on our last live, which the first one was last month, we were um, talking to all of you at the end of sharing and wanted to know what was pressed on your heart as a topic that you were curious about, as a topic you were dealing with, as something you were walking through, um, or just wanted more insight from two sisters and what that looked like for your own lives, um, but also what it's looked like in ours. And so there was a couple of topics that were thrown out there. And even though this is a season of like joy and um, excitement, especially with the birth of our coming father and well son technically but father <laughs> all the things all the layers right um and there's so much joy there's also um a, a sadness and a um broken heart and the love um of lost that, that a love of those that we've lost and so many other components and layers and so today's topic is on forgiveness and healing and um, I think that that is a difficult space, both in one in and of the same, but also simultaneously, especially as we're walking into the season where you're seeing um, a lot of, of opportunity for hurt because you're with people who have either hurt you or um, people who don't see you as who you are, or you're walking into your first Christmas without someone that you love and cherish so deeply, or maybe it's your 15th Christmas without them. I feel like so many people have so many different layers of what they're seeking and their need for healing, as well as their yearning for um, forgiveness, whether it's to be forgiven or to forgive. So that's important. Um, so it's there's so many so many depths and and this can go so many different directions and so Tiana and I were simmering on um, what this meant for you all and so we have a couple of like questions to help guide the conversation but again please feel free to jump in and let us know um, thoughts or questions or anything that comes to your to your heart so um, to start what experience with forgiveness has left you in a place of knowing better how to forgive. Ah, I feel like I go to this 
example so many times, but it is just a time in my life where I was broken and the Lord has restored exponentially from that. Um, but I've spoken on this before, but um, very early on in our marriage, my husband was unfaithful and I, it, it's in things like that when, especially when you're faithful, you're like, what did I do wrong? How can I fix this? And we, we live in a fallen world. Things are going to happen. People are sinful and we are going to be going, you know, that, that is why we need Jesus. Cause he's the only person that can see us through, that can get us through, that can encourage us, lift us up when we can't. And it is through that of one of, you know, the biggest betrayals that I have seen my marriage flourish. Um, and it's so hard because I say every time I'm like, I don't know what our relationship would even look like if that hadn't happened. And I hate saying that because it's like, no one wants to be cheated on, you know, (laughs) but like the Lord did so much through that and has grown us and sanctified us and drawn us closer together. And I just don't know that without that hurt that I could be the person that I am. Yeah. As you walk through that process of like learning to forgive them and like, going from hurt and like broken to now whole um, and always obviously still becoming because we're not living in perfect perfection at this point and still always like growing into ourselves and our relationship. But what, like, what did you do? How did you move into that place of forgiveness? The answer to that is never one that we ever want to hear or say or do. But I think the biggest thing that we avoid as people is feeling our feelings. Like in so many of the women that I work with, they just want to like move on. And like, of course, we all want to move on. But if you don't feel your feelings, if you don't work through all of the emotions, if you don't cry out to God and lament and seek him, you can't be restored. And that's why I love the picture that the Lord has given us. Um, we, we cannot be redeemed unless we die. Like Jesus went to die on the cross to redeem us. And we cannot die to those things that have been holding us back unless we really feel it, yeah. recognize it, yeah. and move through it. It's so good. I think there are so many components when something happens to us where we have anger or bitterness. Um, And in Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, um, it says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And I think ultimately, above all things, like we need to come into alignment with the understanding that we are equally as imperfect, no matter what has been done to us, no matter how grandiose it may have been um, in the fleshly, worldly eyes of, you know, we have so easily, like, put sin on this, like, um, pedestal, right? This, like, um, what am I, like, pyramid. Like, there's, this is the worst we feel. This is the next worst, and so on and so forth. But we know that all sin is equal. And so if God uh, gave us forgiveness on anything that we've ever done, be it a lie um, or be it, you know, um, unforgiveness to others, which is also a part of that, or gluttony or whatever that be, for us to know that he 
instantly forgave us and still forgives us daily as we come into repentance. And so I think a huge part of that and being on like another end of that is where we are harboring those bitter, angry feelings because of resentment towards something that has been done to us. Um, but at the flip of the coin, when you've done something wrong, how how can we be the ones to be seeking forgiveness, which we do so you know, desperately towards Jesus, knowing he instantly forgives, but now we're dealing with man and wanting forgiveness from them, and through their imperfection, it's hard for them to give back. And so it's, I think as fellow Christians, we can comprehend um, that magnitude of forgiveness from the Lord, um, but when it's not given back from somebody humanly that we want to touch and hold and be in proximity to, it's so difficult because you feel so isolated. Yeah. From my own experience. So what about you? What, um, what, what in your life has made you forgive better? It's a great question. I think... I think it's constant. I think I'm learning to forgive daily. Um, this year specifically, I've had quite a few um, scenarios with siblings, and it's been over the course of a couple years, but um, I feel like so often, and, and here we are talking sister, sister, like this is your literal blood siblings, and you've lived your life with them, and you have set these unknowing, unconscious expectations of who they are and who you are to them. And when somebody um, hurts you or you're hurting them, you immediately get left in this place of confusion. And um, for me, it was a place of uh, fear. Um, what if they never love me again? What if they can't forgive me? What if I can't forgive them? What will that ha- What will relationship look like to our children and our children's children? And what, what hurt is it causing other people around us because we can't forgive or we're not moving forward in that dynamic? Um, our parents inclusive. I think of my, my own children, you know, circa 20 years from now, if they couldn't even like be at a dinner table together, how broken that would make my family. Right. And so Mm -hmm. us walking through this to this day. um, And so why this, this conversation is so imperative and been such a consistent conversation in my life this year um, is that I'm dealing with it. It's, it's constantly evolving. Um, But what I've learned through my faith and like coming into the forgiveness of my father and is that the biggest thing of all things, the first step that I had to do beyond asking for repentance was forgiving myself. And even in the relationship that you disclosed, there had to have been some pain points and some like finger pointing towards yourself. What did I do wrong Mm -hmm. to make this happen? What did I do wrong for this to unfold in this magnitude of a way um, to cause hurt on someone else and whether it's hard to, it's hard to like perceive in that, um, situation, like what did I do wrong when the outside world would just immediately blame, right? Yeah. But it's so imperative as you unpack a situation, no matter what the situation looks like, 
that you are not just looking at the two sides, but you're, you're looking at what God says about that situation and what his promise is for the outcome of that situation. And so my being able to forgive and my being able to walk out this process of forgiveness because God is instant. But for us, it's this ever-evolving, necessary walk because we're inhuman, because we're imperfect, because the enemy tells us lies that we deserve something else or that um, this isn't our fault, that it's it, blaming, right? And, and mm-hmm. so for us to walk this out and to recognize that when I can forgive myself, I then have the capability to forgive others. And we need constant forgiveness, without anybody else being a part of that picture. When I look in the mirror at the end of my day, you know, trying desperately to work and walk out the works of the Lord and knowing I miss the point every single time, I don't have to ask for forgiveness in that because God already loves me and has already graced me with the cloak of forgiveness under his blood on the cross. But I know that I can't walk into my wholeness as a daughter of the King unless I am acknowledging that I'm already forgiven. Hopefully that made sense. Uh, (laughs) It's so hard though, because like, I think the hardest part about forgiveness is it's like with Jesus, it was one time, you know, he went to the cross once, but like in our human fleshy natures, that forgiveness is a daily commitment, a daily choice. And some days are easier than others. And I think that's the other thing, like with our, um, that again, a part of our fleshy human natures is just that we may forgive, but we don't forget. And I'm not saying that you should forget. If someone has wronged you, that does not mean that you go trust them to the ends of the earth. Um, But at the same time, there is, there became a point in my situation where I was just like, you know what? I'm forgiving and I'm trusting God. Right. I cannot force anyone to act a certain way. I can't expect them to not be sinful. But Lord, I'm putting myself in your hands and I'm trusting you, not that person. Yeah, that's really um, and, and I think the biggest component of this that tie forgiveness and healing together, or not the biggest component, but our biggest obstacle is that fear. Yeah. Like fear of what is this looking like moving forward? What does this say if I forgive them? Am I opening myself up to this? What is, you know, there are just so many what ifs. And I think it's that fear that keeps us from truly forgiving and truly walking into healing. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think without that, and I love, and I didn't even realize this as I was kind of like pressing into it this morning during my quiet time is like, it, it, they're really connected. They're really interconnected. And I was thinking kind of of two varied conversations or two varied situations. But honestly, without that forgiveness, there can't be healing. Mm. And um, on a huge scale, I know a lot of people stand in this place of anger and bitterness. And they're creating the mess that they're sitting in because they can't forgive. Because yeah. who they're trying to forgive who they ultimately need to forgive beyond just themselves is God in the situation because they're harboring the fact that they think it's his fault. 
Yep. God, why would you do this? Why would this happen? Why would you allow this person to do that or this situation to unfold this way or for you to take this person from my life so soon when our, you know, everything was just getting started? Um, and so understanding that it's not happening to you, but it's happening for you and us to be able to understand the importance of his play, that it's not, it's not to harm us, yeah, not to hurt us. It's not to make us have endless nights of no sleep and tears and crying. That is a part of a fallen world. And so ultimately through forgiveness that he gave us through healing that he also gave us our recognition of his capability and his supernatural power in our soul and in our homes and in our relationships, um, that recognition is what gets us to the place of, of aha, that place of release and that place of healing. Y'all, this has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with. And not for one second have I taken it for granted or can I take the credit for all that has transpired. It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us. One of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community, which has catapulted into something very special. In each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, new vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks, logos and websites have been generated, new customers have been cultivated, and my very favorite, collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness. Y'all, this is not a competition, and this group of creatives puts that into action. Oh, and I can't forget, as a collective, we have raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about. I could go on for days, so I will stop ranting, but seriously, I had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch, and a new one is happening soon. So sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event, so definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. That is such a hard pill to swallow because I think, I I don't know where it happened, but I think there's a huge step in mainstream beliefs that like God wants us to be happy. And I I don't think he wants us to be depressed, obviously. (laughs) But um, someone recently said to me, um, because we've been going through, some heart work. Our family is, the Lord is making us trust him like never before. And it is hard. It's really hard. And we are learning to let go and just truly trust him. And, um, a friend of mine said, Tiana, God's job is to make you holy. And that's not going to feel good. (laughs) Felt good. Would you be pressing into him? Would you be seeking him? And I was like, well, no, (laughs) 
But because like if everything was comfortable, like why do I need to pray? So good. And that's just like and and adding to this I love play on words and you're you're alluding to it, but his job is to make us holy, not happy. Right? Because happiness is fleeting emotion. Yes. And I just had an entire podcast about this yesterday with Jessica Black, is that we are living in this world that is giving us um, the tangible desire for happiness. And yet joy, unspeakable joy, is not tangible. And it takes acts such as forgiveness, such as healing, where you cannot put your finger on that. You can't, you can't say, this is your gift. Open it. You're going to forgive. Uh, <laughs> your gift. You're now completely whole and healed. It doesn't work like that, though I believe in miracles. I know that, like I said, again, it's a process. Um, and it's a gift that we're constantly revealing to ourselves, that God is constantly revealing to us. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And, um, you know, in Psalms 147.3, um, it talks about he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And that physical representation of mending your heart back, of bringing it from a broken place, a broken state, a broken um, point, and then mending it back together. Mending, and that word mending it, it and binding, it's something that takes um, effort, not just from the material that's being put together, but the works of both sides. So if you have, um, if you're stitching, right, if you're stitching your body after a cut, it, the suture, in order for it to work, it's not the work of the, of the string that's doing anything. It's the binding of both sides coming back together and coming back into alignment for the whole piece to come into play. And I believe that God himself is the string and because we have to have him for us to be bound back together but he's already gifted us the ability by nature of our being because we are made in his image we are made in his like likeness we are already perfect in our dna that our work is our bodies are the ones that have to do the work of coming back together because we are currently here even though he has the ability his need is intertwining us just like the cord of three strands when we get married we can tie two of us together, right? But without that third strain, without him being interconnected and you having the ability to say, I trust you, God. I trust you with my husband. I mm-hmm. trust you with my own heart towards my husband. And that the situation and the longevity of life is in his hands and his perfect plan. Amen. Amen. Hard heart work. Yeah. Hard heart work. I love that word, heart work. So, good. so um, have you ever, so I know figuratively, just from your example, that like you've dealt with loss because you have this image and, I, and I've done this and walked this out with a girlfriend who um, gave birth unknowingly to a little one with Down syndrome. And um, she had the tests done and the ultrasounds and there was no known um, factor that this was going to happen. And I remember sitting and talking with her and we were having the conversation around the fact that she had to grieve 
Mm-hmm. Even as a beautiful new mom, even as you being this married, you know, couple, me as a married couple with my husband, me as a sibling to my, my sister and brother, I had to grieve what I thought and what I always dreamed would be. Yeah. I always dreamt that we would be best friends. Mm-hmm. I had children eight, 16 months apart because him and I were 18 months apart. There was such purpose in these relationships you got married with intent of living this happy life, right? Happy life, happy wife. But it doesn't always work out that way. And so then coming into the understanding of the grieving process through healing and the importance of actually, just like you said at the beginning, feeling those feelings and recultivating this newness and this new vision and this new purpose in your life and in your situation. So talk to me about like your own experience with loss and how you dealt with like the overcome. I think it's just, it goes back to what we said before about like, as humans, we have, we have this picture because I think, did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. We have this picture of what things are supposed to be. Um, and society tells us this quite often through TV and movies. And we have this idea that things are supposed to be perfect, that things are supposed to go in a certain line in a certain way. And we have this plan and our plans are not God's plans <laughs> and our ways are not his ways and his ways are so much better. Even if those ways come about through failure and death and sin. Like the word says that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. And it's so hard because I think amidst the mess and the feelings, it's, it's when you said this before, like we cry out and we were like, God, I don't deserve this. And as a woman who waited till she got married, my husband was my first everything. I felt so betrayed that that happened and I felt like God I did everything right I followed all the rules why is this happening and it and that's just the way that we perceive things of this world are not they're just not his ways and that that was a very hard and for anyone who is going through healing no matter what it is a very hard pill to follow is that the way God makes us holy is not the way we want him to make us holy. Like, can we just read a workbook and follow the steps? (laughs) How to become holy in that way. (laughs) Go take communion. Like, it would be so easy. It's so true. I do want to speak to that, though, because I feel like people want to know, like, how. And they want to know, like, okay, well, I see the outcome of what you're in and how your marriage has become whole and how my friendships have become better or my relationship has become, like, people want that. They want that tangible because we're such a tangible society. And as I was seeking, like, what does healing mean and how can we pursue healing and equally forgiveness, um, I was thinking of all the times that I felt most broken and most unwhole and the times that I struggled the most with unforgiveness. And it was always when I was furthest from him. It was always when I was trying to control the situation. It was always when I was just dreaming up 
what the perfect case scenario, the perfect ending to this story would look like instead of relying on what he says about it. And so um, getting close to him, seeking him, trusting him, literally touching his cloak. And there's the healing story, you know, biblically of the woman who comes and she gets healed just by the touch of his cloak alone without him even seeing her. She she could just get close enough that she would have that. And so for us to be the followers, to be the ones that are so in adoration of his ability that we seek him just to touch a piece, just to get a glimpse. And then from a more like worldly perspective, a more secular response to that would be to surround yourself with people who are in pursuit of him and who are for your good and in aware of the fact that your goodness is separate, is its own thing, and nothing without him. And so being able to point them in the right direction, being able to have people pointing in the right direction on your behalf. Um, I recently came to know about a group locally um, that is, they, they call themselves the Standers. Have you heard of this? Standers? So they come together in a really intimate setting and there's been hurt or brokenness within their marriages and um, they're standing. They're standing in, on behalf of their broken spouse or their broken relationship and their spouse isn't generally in the room. It's just them coming. And there was somebody that was there that had been standing for his wife for 12 years. Still married. Still standing. And he has helped and seen so many other marriages being healed day by day, year by year, and yet he's still standing, waiting, hoping, asking, seeking for his healing and his wholeness in his marriage. And yet that relentless pursuit is going, I believe, and I'm going to speak this out, I don't even know this man, that that's going to be what is blessed tenfold, seven times, 77 times he says to forgive. And he's doing that over and over and over again. And no matter how blind his wife may be currently or has been for the past 12 years, I'm believing as I have been revealed in my own heart, in my own marriage, in so many relationships that the scales will be removed. And so I don't know, we don't know who you're standing for today. And it doesn't have to be your spouse. It doesn't have to be a broken um, marriage. It could be within your sibling relationships, your best friend. I've had to stand in that place with um, as another broken part of my testimony. I I left a friendship um, after years of being best friends. She actually um, was a part of my storyline with my husband today, and um, not sure. I know God would have you know aligned the stars the way that they are intended to be aligned. But I remember going back after a year. Um, and seeking forgiveness in this situation. And the forgiveness was my lack of presence for this person because I was so self-centered in my own brokenness that I literally didn't have the capability to give out um, to anybody else. And so I had come to a place of healing where I was like, oh my gosh, okay, my cup is full again and I'm ready to start overflowing to the people that I love. And she was one of those people. And I remember seeking and asking and telling her the storyline of what had happened. And, and I was super vulnerable. It was one of the first times that I had let somebody else in outside of my nuclear family. And 
it was well, well received in the moment. And a couple of days later, I got an email saying, sorry, but I can't pursue this relationship with you anymore. And that was the gist of it, of course. Um, part of it being the way that I'm displaying my faith was a part of it, which is well, still hard to stomach to this day. But I've forgiven the fact that those scales haven't been removed mm-hmm. and that God bless me so much in relationships with women who mm-hmm. are there and in pursuit and constantly pointing up in the moments that I am vulnerable with them, in the moments that I am broken, in the moments that I can't forgive, they say, but God. And it's so necessary to surround yourself with people who are in pursuit of your true healing and true ability to forgive other people and be forgiven. I think on that note, the, the last thing as a part of that like concrete way to pursue healing is that we have to be willing to let go of control. Like whether, because again, we do, we do not know how God intends or wants things to go. We pray fervently that those people will have the skills fall or that they'll be, they'll be saved and be redeemed, but we don't know his plans. And we have to be willing to let that go because if we hold on to it, we are not going to get our full blessing, our full healing, our full redemption. Um, and like there, you know, there are so many stories of people being saved later on in life that people have been praying for, for 30 years and we can't wait 30 years to really live our lives. You know, we have to be willing to say, I release you like, obviously continue to pray for them that person that has hurt you or left you but i think that's the thing the major thing like for me is that fear and that control like i need this to be this i need this person to love me i need this person to be in my life and there have been times that god has said no yep and yet he's still good Right, because he's something better, right? Of course, always a replacement factor, and that's what he came and sent his son for is to replace what had happened, and for us to have that constant access to forgiveness. Um, One of the things that I wanted to say when you were talking about shoot, it's going to elude me now. Um, Control, you were saying. Oh, is oh, it'd be in control. And this was a conversation that was um, was had on a, a pulpit yesterday when somebody was sharing about like their vision for 2020. And I think a huge point of us to to talk about today is the concept of living in your comfort zone, Ooh. and how we so often just stay stuck in this lack of forgiveness, in this unhealing, you know, mode. Because it's comfortable, because it's all we've ever known. Because mm-hmm. this discomfort is so comfortable. <sighs> so she was speaking life over the fact that 2019 and all years past have been good, even in the hurt, but that 2020 was a year of greatness. And in order for us to receive that greatness, we had to break our comfort zone and step out in order to receive the abundance that God has planned for us. And that we're living underneath these problems that we've self-manifested mm-hmm. and letting the enemy talk to us. Really, it's not the enemy. You're talking to yourself. You're literally making the storyline in your brain by yourself without the enemy's help. 
And it's because we're spending too much time in solidarity of, of the problem, trying to control it, trying to just remain comfortable and live in the comfort zone of life. When God's saying, come here, he's saying, pick up your mat and walk. And yet we're asking him, and from the fleshly eyes, we're just saying, like, can't you just do it for me? Yeah. <laughs> you just come and, and hold my mat and show me how to walk. And that's because I can just, I'm just literally envisioning, like, a baby and, like, us feeding the baby the bottle. It's like, girlfriend, I've got four other babies. you got to figure this out. And I do not have five babies. And I'm being <laughs> prophetic right now. <laughs> so just knowing that, like, at some point, he's saying, pick it up and do it. Step out of your comfort zone and trust me that when you do it, you're not going to fall. And if you do, he's going to catch you. So from good to great. I I want that for my own life. Amen. And I want to see the restoration in other people's lives so eagerly. And it's totally why I do and pursue and like am who I am because I've been hurt. We've all been hurt. Every single last one of us. Nobody is out of exception of needing forgiveness, of asking for forgiveness or being broken. That's literally the Bible. It's the point of our existence. And so for us to recognize in sisterhood, in brotherhood, in family, that we have the ability to trust if we're willing, if we pursue it, just to touch his cloak for like a second. So good. It is so good. Every time I'm like like, so tired from our talk because it's like so good. (laughs) It's so emotional though because it's it's like writing. So whenever last week I got to take um, some time to finish out my book that I've been working on what feels like not at all, but also forever because I am one chapter away, girlfriend. But when I was sitting there, like people often are like, why do you have to like leave? Like, can't you just do like a chapter here or a chapter there? And I'm like, no, like when you're working and walking out like that emotion on a piece of paper, like if you had to sit and share about every single heartbreak of your life and how you overcame it so that you're giving people tools and resources, just like we do in this 45 minute hour window, it is hard work. It's hard. And that takes, like, you need to, like, rest for a week, right? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had a week rest. I usually jump right back into motherhood, and I'm like, whirlwind. Go get the kids. (laughs) Yes, yes. But I just, I think that it's so important, and it circles back to what you said in the beginning, for us to just be present with our emotions, to understand Mm -hmm. that it's okay to feel and that you are not alone in that emotion. Um, I just got word yesterday that... um, Somebody that I didn't really even know that well at all. I didn't. I literally don't even know his last name. Um, but had like a really amazing connection with at a wedding um, this past year that he t- he took his life. And he used to be a worship pastor at a huge church in California. Wow. He has two little boys and was going through a separation. So you know what? Who knows what that storyline is? But 
when we spoke with him, my husband specifically, who we call Yoda, had a Yoda moment with him that he then reflected on a week after we left, just saying, like, thank you for being so present with me that you are somebody who is going to like affect and change the nations, but the fact that you're going to do it one heart at a time. And so we always just had this affinity to him because he was just such a, you know, vibrant person. And so I want to speak over his life to the strangers of the internet. Um, He's a stranger to me, but at the same time, like I know he had a heart for the Lord. And so in forgiveness and healing, trying to comprehend when I found this out, like, where does God play a role in that? And there's so much confusion on suicide. And like, when someone takes their own lives, do they go to heaven? And like, I don't want to get into that conversation because I really don't know. But is he forgiven? Yeah, I truly believe that, that he felt alone in his emotions, and therefore felt stranded, needed control. And that was his choice. And so in times where I have been fearful of my own action towards my own life, I think back on those moments and it truly was a matter of control. That's what I was seeking. I was, I, I was so out of control that I was like, how can I stop this? Right. And that was the choice. And luckily I had, you know, my husband sitting there right there with me and in the wee morning just held up the game. And we pursued help. And I think ultimately, like, that's the biggest need is that God is the ultimate helper. And I was far from God at that point. And so I didn't know that. I didn't even comprehend what that meant. But I surrounded myself at that time with people who knew the one who could help me. And they pushed me in the right direction. And here I am almost four years later. God is good. He's restoring day by day. And I think that that's so necessary for people to know that we serve and love and have access to a restoring God. So I, I, the Holy Spirit is putting this on my heart to just say, and I just want to say to anyone watching this, if you are walking through something right now and you don't feel like you have a safe place to go or to talk I just want you to know that Tamara and I are really big open hearts and we would love to pray for you hold your hand and love on you so if you need to please know that this is a safe place to reach out um obviously if there's anything medical going on reach out to the proper lines of um support but I think the biggest thing that is on our heart about this sister sister thing. We started with it. And I just want to make sure that this gets said towards the end is that we believe in what we're saying and we believe in doing this together because like Tamara just said, there were people walking alongside her until Jesus came and opened up and started doing the full restoration. So we just want you to know that like, if you're lost, if you're not quite sure, if you don't have this kind of support or help that we would love to be there for you and we'll figure out what that looks like from there. <laughs> Cause that's going to look different for everybody. Yeah. I think that's so good. And I think that, you know, in a time where it can feel lonely, even with the midst of the holidays and you're surrounded by work parties and family parties and friend parties that you can still feel completely alone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes 
getting in connection with somebody who is on the outside of that situation of your, you know, past, which is Jesus's heart for you, that it's all about your future, that it's all about where you are in this moment and the yearning of your heart for something more, for something different, for something whole, that we have access to that person. And you do too. You don't need us, but we're here if you're in need of somebody um, that is tangibly present. Um, And that looks different. It looks different for everyone, but Mm -hmm. just I think that that's such a notable piece of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And, you know, being vulnerable on our end isn't easy either. Um, I'm sharing with the potential (laughs) of, you know, people that I love deeply hearing this and, and, and thinking something negatively from it, pulling the wrong word, the one thing that I say, and I could play that, you know, that note in my head over and over again. What if this, what if that, what if they use this against me? Um, but I trust the one who has my storyline in his hands. Mm. And I believe that whatever it is that you're going through this holiday season, as I had a very, very difficult holiday season last year with all of this going on, um, that it'll be okay. And that the ultimate light beyond all the Christmas lights still shines the day after Christmas Mm. New Year's Day, random day of January, <laughs> cold random day of March where you just lost the plan for your New Year's resolution. Like, just keep pursuing. God does not see any of um, what it is that your mind continues to circle. He just wants your heart. He just wants your presence. And he wants you to be whole. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen, girlfriend. Should I play sister, sister, so we can groove at the end, so people who are on, ready? You're so funny. Oh my god, I have so much fun. <laughs> I love it. I love you. Thank you, sis. Thank you. And guys, please leave us comments for our next. We have a few topics we're kicking around, but if you have anything, please share with us. We would love to support you. I think that's my favorite part is having them give us what their hearts are calling and yearning for. Yes. All right, Chica. Bye. Hey, y'all. I hope in today's episode, you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. 
I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.